Hey guys, it's Rhett here with this week's Game Devs Quest Quick Tip. I want to tell you guys right at the top, we talk about this product at the end of the podcast. It is a part of a humble software bundle. So yes, we are affiliated with it. However, I started using it today. It is a part of the best of Stardock software bundle and it is at the highest tier it is called multiplicity and at the time when i talked to taylor about it i didn't know much about it but i got a hands-on with its day and it seems super cool and valuable to you game devs out there multiplicity is a kvm software solution kvm is keyboard video mouse and it allows you to use one keyboard, one mouse, and one video display to access up to five different computers. That means that you could have your animation or graphic design software running on one computer, and you could be programming on the other computer. It also allows you to seamlessly just drag and drop files between your PCs, which I thought was amazing and sold it to me alone. And it also lets you uh, seamlessly listen to sound from all PCs with only one uh, headset, so no need to uh, fiddle with toggle switches or or plugs or long cables or anything like that. Uh, I have found this super convenient and super powerful. I hope you do too. It's available for $15 on Humble Bundle right now. If you use our link, we get a little bit of a kickback, but don't feel pressure to do that if you don't want to. Either way, go check it out, Multiplicity by Stardock. Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of Game Devs Quest, your once weekly podcast chronicling our journey into game devdom. If we can do it, you can too. I'm your host, Taylor, joined by our very special guest. Yes. <laughs> Rat! <laughs> yes, up, thank dude? you so yes. much for having me. I'm, I'm excited to be here. Yes, dude, so excited to have you. Um, there's, there's a lot we have to talk about, uh, lots of experiences you've had recently. So let's get right into it. Yeah. Absolutely. How you doing, man? <laughs> I'm doing good. Yeah, still recovering a little bit. Um, yeah. Well, you sound really lively. Like, I'm guessing it's because of the time change that you went through, but I don't know. You sound what? You, you just <laughs> you just sound like a healthy man. Well, <laughs> thank you. I appreciate that. But why uh, does the time change come into it? Like, why does that make me sound healthier? I don't know. Maybe like you're more awake right now. Uh, even though it's I mean it is eight a.m. <laughs> it's well, not like <laughs> I know, but yeah, maybe it's because I'm sick and tired. But could be. Yeah. I, and I guess the truth is that we uh, often. I mean, we do kind of aim to record about this time sometimes, and often we're both pretty tired. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're not wrong. I did wake up fairly early this morning. Yeah. Um, and it is because of the time change, so I guess I don't know why I'm giving you so much shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's because I haven't talked to you in so long. Dude, it's weird. <laughs> I didn't talk to you like the entire month. Actually, yeah. actually that's true because now it's December, but... Yeah. It's weird. No. Oh, my God, it is. Yeah. I know. What the hell? Yeah, OMG Jam was uh, November, what, 5th or something? And yeah. I don't think I talked to you that entire week. <laughs> no. No, actually, you're right. <laughs> Yeah, you kind of you texted on me and you're like, "How's it going?" And I was like, 
yeah, I'm busy, can't do the game jam really. So I didn't even really bother trying to get a, a an entry in. Yeah. And then I left on my trip, like right away. Oh, that's what happened. I got like super fucking sick that weekend oh. at the game jam, as well as being super busy with work and having to prepare for an international trip. Um. Yeah, you don't want to. Uh, you don't want to like have all of your uh, your stuff in a mess before you leave. On an international trip, dude, and you yeah. don't want to be and, sick either. Yeah, and so that's oh my god, yeah, that I would, and I was really sick too, like just a bad cold. But yeah, you know, I, I don't know why, but when I get hit with colds, it's like I suffer immensely for forty-eight to seventy-two hours, and then and then I'm okay after that. They kind of they tend to stick with me a little longer, which is kind of irritating. But yeah, well, I but have I a feel cold, good. and and I it's been. I was sick Tuesday, Wednesday, and then I went to work the rest of the week, and today, like, I mean, the last couple of days I've been waking up feeling like garbage, and today I'm like, Ugh, I can't yeah. do anything. <laughs> so, I know what you mean. Yeah. But, but yeah, man, time change, it's, it's uh, eight hours, nine hours difference, something like that, and yeah. uh, it's just kind of weird, because it's like, I, I feel like I had an easier time recovering from Japan than I did from this one. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I don't have to go back to work until Tuesday, so... Oh, that's good. Yeah. So, I had, has, I've had some time to recover. The first day, it was like, we crashed really hard. Like, we stayed <laughs> up pretty late when we got home, and then we woke up really early. Like, we probably slept for like four or five hours. Woke up really early, and we're like, we're going to make it! crashed kind of really early afternoon and then it was like okay we're up at 1 a.m for the rest of the day uh. <laughs> got home and that was so that was yesterday and then we got we got home after like visiting some family and stuff and crashed at 4 p.m and i was like i can't stay in bed or i'm gonna be up at one again right so i got up and i actually um ended up getting red dead redemption 2 oh nice yeah, so I was like, I'm going to go play that. <laughs> and uh, it's amazing. If anybody is uh, thinking about pulling the trigger on it, it's really awesome. Nice. All I really know about it is, uh, well, I played Red Dead, Red Dead 1, um, and South Park had a pretty good episode about Red Dead 2, so that's really all I know about it. But people have been, <laughs> people have been saying it's pretty good, so... Yeah, it's pretty enjoyable. I spent like an hour last night just playing poker. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. <laughs> of course. Dude, it was so addicting. Like I started winning and I almost I, I almost uh cleared them out of their their money and I was yeah. like, I wonder what happens if I get their money. And then I lost. <laughs> like oh, I just no. it was like a slow decline for forty minutes. I was like, No <laughs> uh, I just couldn't get any cards. Well dude, like thinking about it, who doesn't want to go back and play play poker in like a saloon back from the cowboy right? times you know it's like exactly that's like peak poker man <laughs> yeah 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 it was fun and it was and it was texas holden too i was really worried that it was going to be like five card stud or something oh, which yeah. i hate i think in red dead one it was five five card stud right and right. i hate five card stud <laughs> and when i when they were dealing cards because it was like part of a mission i was like oh god i don't want to play five card stud and then it was black uh texas hold i'm sorry and yeah. i was like oh my god yes <laughs> uh nice cool, the only man. downside is there's like there's a few animations you can't skip <laughs> oh. so 
Yeah. I always, in those card games, I always just want to, like, blast through. It's like, okay, I lost. Yeah. Next, 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 next. Yeah. Yeah. I think we have a gambling addiction. I know, we do. It's all, <laughs> it's from all the late night poker we played growing up. <laughs> right. We're like those people that you, you see, like, playing the slot machines at a bar who, like, don't even let the, the spins happen. They just keep pressing the button. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, dude, that's awesome. Well, all right, tell us about your trip, because I know you went to Spain and you went to Rome. Um, yeah. Was that the main places you went? Or you went to Greece, too, right? No, 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 no. Oh, no. I thought I saw something I went to Spain and was... Italy. Oh, okay, gotcha. So, uh, in Spain, <clears throat> I just went to Barcelona and... Uh, visited with Yana, friend of the show, mm-hmm. and she was uh, one of our old exchange students back in high school. Nice. And yep. she came out and visited us for like three or four days, and we went and saw a bunch of stuff in Spain. And honestly, like Spain was incredible. It was so cool. Um, and then we flew to Venice, and we stayed in Venice for four or five days. Then we took the train to Florence, and we stayed in Florence for four or five days. And then we went to Rome, and we were in Rome for like a week. Do you feel like the amount of time you stayed at each place was was pretty good, or too long, or too short? Uh, yeah, the only thing I... <clears throat> Sorry, I keep having something in my throat here. That's okay. <clears> throat> uh, the only thing that I wish that I would have done a little different was uh, I I wish I would have spent more time in Spain. Like we were in Spain for ten days or something like that, but just um, in Barcelona or just like kind of surrounding yeah, and areas. Did, yeah, yeah, we were in Barcelona the whole time. We stayed in the same flat the whole time. Um, but and we did day trips from there. Mm-hmm. But I just wish that you know, like in hindsight, I would have loved to see more areas of Spain. Like I really wanted to go to Granada, which oh, is yeah. kind of more southern Spain. Mm-hmm. Um wait, is Granada um like the tip between Africa and Europe? No. What is that called? Quite. I don't remember what that's called. I'm I'm having these flashbacks to Europa Universalis. And I like my only right. knowledge of Spanish geography is from that game. <laughs> uh <laughs> And I know that like that was like a, like a, uh, God, I can't think of words, but that was like a, a stronghold or like a really hard place to fight because it was like really close to Africa. You just crossed the right. channel or whatever. Right. But, that area is called Gibraltar. Uh, Gibraltar. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Granada is just, it's kind of near Gibraltar. I, I guess I'm not quite sure how long, but if you like look at a map, it's like pretty geographically close. Um, but it's it's just one of those old school areas of Spain um, that they still kind of do things really old timey. They have some really beautiful architecture there. Like they have this beautiful church that's, I, I think it's in Granada. They have this beautiful church that's there that was like a Christian castle, but then it was captured by the uh, you know the Muslim. Uh, invaders and then like the inside was like redecorated with all this um, oh yeah yeah it's called Alhambra holy shit dude this place is amazing (laughs) Um, I wonder if I could send you a link to this Uh, Alhambra anyway the inside is 
decorated in like uh, Islamic decoration stuff, and it's and 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 I guess a decorating scheme. They they like they're trying to honor God's geometry, like sacred geometry. Oh, dang! So it's like really cool. <laughs> yeah. Um. <clears throat> oh, okay. Yeah, Granada is pretty close to Gibraltar. Yeah, it's like the southern so, tip of Spain, kind of. Yeah. Near Gibraltar is where, of course, the Strait of Gibraltar is, which oh, is yeah, the yeah. tiny. It's the only access between the Mediterranean and the Atlantic Ocean. Okay, so it's there we a go. very key place. Yes. Um, but yeah, I would have loved to see more. Uh, maybe, like you know, I guess I could have went and seen Madrid. I don't know. I guess. Uh, yeah, I was gonna there ask. There's a lot of. Pl- Sorry. Yeah. I was going to ask when you were deciding, like, I guess Barcelona is probably like the hot place for tourists, but I wonder, like, is Madrid, like, why you guys pick there versus Madrid, like, or instead of both? Um, well, I pick, we kind of picked Barcelona because we wanted to see the culture there more. It's, it's different. Yeah. Um, Barcelona is part of the region called Catalan. And in fact, they speak a different language from the rest of Spain there, the language of Catalan. Is this, um, uh, like, there used to be the empire or whatever, Aragon? Yes, yes. That's, uh, okay. Catalan and uh, Aragon or Aragorn or whatever it is. I think it's, yeah, Aragon or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, they, uh, they joined uh, when uh, the queen or the king of Aragon married the queen of Catalonia, uh, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. Good, good for you for your crusader kings <laughs> or, <laughs> or your European universality. Yeah. Hey, I'm, I'm just trying to like get the perspective, you know, from the yeah. context I have, but yeah. I think in crusader kings, the area is Catalan and then in Europa universalis, it's Aragon. Yeah. Probably um, like crusader kings must be earlier. It is. Yeah. Okay. Because you can play Crusader Kings 2 and then export your save into Europa Universalis uh, 4. Yes. <laughs> God, I need to do that now. I need to do a full playthrough of Crusader Kings and then do a full playthrough of uh, Europa Universalis. Dude, so addicting. I've tried to do it. It's hard, though. Yeah, it's really um, time-consuming, actually. Yeah, it is. But anyway, sorry. No, Continue. it's okay. Um, but yeah, so we wanted to go to Catalonia because it's it's just kind of different from the rest of Spain. But I would have loved to see some other areas. Um, you know, I mean, we did pretty well with our day trips. Um, we went to an old medieval town called Girona, which is about halfway between Barcelona and the border of France. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's where a lot of scenes from Game of Thrones were filmed. Oh, really? So it's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> like, there's a lot of parts of, I think, King's Landing that are filmed there. Okay. Uh, parts of Old Town are filmed there. Now, in the area that you were, was it? did it feel kind of arid or anything? Because, like, my... Uh, yeah, it's a little bit more tropical. It wasn't arid. It was, it was humid. I mean, it's a little bit more tropical feeling, yeah. Okay. Yeah, my picture of what it's like in Spain is probably pretty skewed. Well, it's a big country. Yeah. And I'm sure that they have, you know, wide open, dry expanses, but Barcelona's on the coast. Yeah. And they have palm trees and things like that. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, it's just, uh, you know, like a little bit more 
coastal feeling, but like warm coastal, not yeah. Oregon coast. Right. <laughs> like California coast, I guess. Yeah. Nice. So, yeah, so that was really cool. So looking at the map, I didn't, I mean, I kind of realized this, but not really. Like if, if you went from Barcelona to Florence, like that distance doesn't actually look like it's that far. Um, yeah, it was a two-hour flight from Barcelona to Venice, or like maybe two and a half hours. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I was going to ask if you drove, but or do, what is public transportation like there? And Barcelona was really good. Like, like subway systems and stuff? or Yeah, we took the subway everywhere. Nice. Or trains. So like to get to Girona, we booked a train. Oh, okay. Um, and it was, you know, like kind of like, like what we took to get to... Uh, like Kamakura or something, you know? Like, yeah. Okay. Just a, a regular old train. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we took a high sp- like and we took high speed trains in Italy, which is kind of cool. Nice. Um, that is cool. Kinda, their version of like Shinkansen. Yeah. Dude, by I don't the think way, they go quite as fast, but I this this is just this is why I love maps. I'm just sitting here looking at these I maps, <laughs> trying to get this context, but like. Right across the border is Carcassonne, France. Like, yeah, that's, that's we were cool. gonna go there. <laughs> we were gonna go. It was like we had made plans to uh, go, and we're like, let's go to Carcassonne because they have like awesome castles and stuff there. Yes. Like, yeah. If you click on it on the map, like look at some of those photos, dude. Like that castle oh, looks like a yes. fairy tale with the blue spires. Oh, and okay. Stuff. Yep. So that's what inspired the board game for sure. Easily. Yeah, that's awesome. God. Yeah. Freaking Europe is so much cooler than the U.S. <laughs> uh, it's you don't, I don't know. You don't so, think so? Sp- you, do, you like Spain? It was yeah. Spain was. Italy, you just like got, came back from Rome and you're like now you're back in Oregon and and you think that Oregon is might be cooler than Rome? Yeah. What? No. <laughs> no. Here's the thing. Uh, Rome was incredible. Florence was incredible. Venice was incredible. Barcelona was incredible. All these places are incredible. But, mm-hmm. you know, like, we're in the heart of Tuscany in Florence. Yes. So we're in the heart of Tuscany. Yes, I listened to Dream Theater. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it's supposed to be this, like, beautiful area, like, rolling hills and, and uh, you know, the heart of wine country. But honestly, I'm there and I'm like, yeah, this is Oregon's better. <laughs> like it's better looking. You know what I mean? Like, don't yeah. get me wrong. Like, there's history there, and there's a different yeah. culture and a different vibe, and it was amazing to be there and experience it. But like, Oregon's pretty cool too. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Don't get me wrong. Like, I prefer to travel. Yeah. Um, and Europe yeah. is really cool, but um, yeah. When I got home, man, I was like, oh right. <laughs> <laughs> you always kind of forget. Like, I think you go through this thing where you're like, is home really that cool? And then you get back and you're like, yes, it was cool. Yeah. Huh. Everybody right, listening so... is like, shut up, you're stupid. But I don't know, man. I just, I do think that Oregon is like one of the most beautiful places on the planet. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, we probably have some bias, but. Yeah. I, well, uh, I think we're just overall like a little spoiled. Yeah. Yeah, we but, have a lot here. Yeah. But. Um, so it sounds like Spain was probably your favorite then. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. Spain was my favorite. It was really cool. So when you went to Italy though, like what, did you see like the Colosseum and... Yes. 
uh, all that jazz. Yes. First, I got to tell you real quick, too. One of my favorite parts about Spain, Yana came with us. We went to a, like, 1,500-year-old monastery. I'll send you some pictures later, dude. I got some video that's, like, so awesome. But we went to this old monastery um, that was founded because, like, in 750 or 60 or something, they found a freaking statue of Mary, uh, Mother Mary, uh, in a cave. Huh. <laughs> and they're like, huh, interesting. And then they built like yeah. a monastery around it. But mm-hmm. uh, the depiction of of the Madonna, I guess, the Mother Mary with Jesus, was they were black, which was interesting. Huh. And it's like one of only yeah. a few depictions of that in the whole world. But oh wow, what's more is they had an art exhibit there, and it was just like one of the coolest art exhibits ever. Like, um, yeah, I don't know. It was like the first place I saw some of like the legit like you know, famous artists like Monet and uh, yeah. Degas. I saw like my first Picassos were there. Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah, it was, it was incredible. And, but the view is just like, it was like a fairy tale, man. Like we had to take this like cable car, like this thing that was suspended on a cable. You know what I mean? I, I don't know what uh-huh. to call them. I'm so dumb, but um, it just goes straight up this mountain and it's like thousands of feet up and <laughs> oh, it's so cool. But yeah. So anyway, and we went to Italy. And what were you asking about? Oh, just like what you saw in Italy, and you know, because like someone who's kind of a history nerd, yeah, of course I want to go to Rome. Yeah, like, I want to see everything there. But it sounds like maybe it wasn't as cool as you thought. No, it was. Uh, here's the thing. I think my expectations were too high. Because here's the yeah. thing. Like, I had really low expectations of Venice, but that was like where Bailey wanted to go. Yeah. And I wanted to go to Rome, and so it seemed the logical solution was to go into Venice and then take the train to Rome, but, like, why just go straight to Rome? So that's why we stopped in Florence and visited Florence. Mm-hmm. And plus, everybody's like, you're in Italy, and you're going to go right past Florence and not see Florence? You're an idiot. So Yeah. <laughs> um, so naturally, you know, we had to stop there for a little bit, and I'm glad we did. It was very worth seeing. It was super cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But Venice, I had really, really low expectations of. Um, I guess I'm not quite sure what I expected, but that, like, blew my socks off. It was really cool. Yeah. Like, it's this city. It's just stupid to explain it, but everybody knows Venice is, like, the quote-unquote sinking city. that you're right. Famous because it doesn't have it doesn't have roads. It has canals. It's a completely right. pedestrian city. So you did you like ride boats around then, or did you mostly walk? Mostly walked, but uh, yeah, we rode boats and stuff. Um, there's only four bridges to cross the Grand Canal. It separates Venice. I don't know if you got the map still open. Zoom in on Venice yeah. and look, and it kind of is in the shape of a fish, with the head kind of on the left side and the tail kind of on the right side. Um, okay. And we were staying um, kind of like in the northern area at the head mm-hmm. of the fish uh it's kind of we're even north of the area labeled uh Canareggio. um if you see that on the map anyway so there's four bridges that cross the grand canal and that separates the island kind of like north to south it like s's through the island yeah. um and really the only way to cross is either those bridges or to take a freaking boat across uh, <laughs> like a little fairy gondola um so, you know, t- 
to get to one of those bridges, sometimes you had to walk like 20 minutes <laughs> or more. Oh, you dang. Know? Yeah. yeah. So the island overall is pretty small. Like we almost walked like everywhere on the whole island, but it's made up of like, I don't know. Uh, God, was it like 300 something islands? Like it's yeah, well, tiny that... islands crisscrossed by all these canals. <clears throat> well, I, like I zoom in on this and I, I, didn't know what you were talking about with the fish thing but now i'm like oh i just had to zoom in farther and it's like this whole separate island oh but yeah yeah. there's just like tons of islands in there yeah sorry i should have been more specific like zoom right in over where venice is on yeah yeah now i see conoreggio yeah so we were like even north of there and that's kind of like the jewish uh quarter of the city dude what is this like box cemetery island that i'm seeing Cemetery oh. of Saint Mich- Saint Michel in isolation. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't go to that. Oh, um, it's kind of crazy and interesting. Yeah, um, I guess like just this sort of like island city is. It just seems so foreign, you know. Yeah, like, well, that's the thing, man. And what's interesting is I started reading this book while on the trip, and it was called The Lies of Loch Lamora, and. I've tried to read this book like five times before and I always get past like the prologue, I guess. Mm -hmm. And then I just get lost and I can't keep up. Well, I swear to God, I started reading it again after we left Venice on the train. And all of a sudden I realized like the city that they're in, in this fantasy book is like a fictional Venice and like everything started clicking and I almost (laughs) finished the book on the trip. Like it's so good, (laughs) but yeah, it's weird, man. It's like a fairy tale and you're walking around Venice and you're like, you're like, huh, this looks like a movie set. <laughs> like, Yeah. Well, isn't that where um, parts of Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade are filmed? Is it? I don't know. I'm pretty sure there's like this boat scene where, you know, with the guys with like the red caps. And oh, they're... yeah. Yeah, I guess I'm pretty that sure is, that's in it? Venice. It has to be, right? And there's parts of James, like a bunch of James Bond movies that are there. Like, Yeah. 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 It's very like, I don't know. Yeah. Well, and it and it is interesting because like the city is sinking. It's going to succumb to rising um, sea levels. You <laughs> Global know? warming, like Global everything warming. else. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> everyone is so tired of me talking about this. I'm sure, but <laughs> but this place, I mean, it's going to be gone because of it, and it's yeah. got this rich, amazing history. Um, well, so I wonder if. Like, did you see signs of them, like, trying to prepare for that? Like, you would think that they would be putting up, like, barriers and all kinds of stuff to try and prevent it. No, there's no preventing it. Really? It's just, like, inevitable at this point? I mean, dude, look at how many canals there are. That's ocean water from every direction imaginable. Yeah. In fact, I mean, did you remember seeing the videos? Like, it was, like, a week before I left. It was, like, late October, early November the city was completely flooded up to people's waist. Oh, snap. No, I didn't see that. Um, yeah, dude. Um, it, it, it was bad. Like, one of the main touristic areas, which was... Um, it's San Marco Square. If you Google Venice floods and look at images, man, there's people who are completely up to their waist in water. Dang. And here's a guy swimming in front of San Marcos Square, like literally swimming. Wow. Um, yeah, I'm looking. It's pretty there, crazy. There's just no stopping it. You know what I mean? And, huh. the f- and the high tides really affect the city. And sometimes 
when you get huge storm surges like this. I mean, they're just so used to it. You know what I mean? Like businesses are prepared for it. Legally, nobody is allowed to live on the ground floor because oh, wow. of stuff like this. Yeah. Um, everybody lives on the second level or higher. Um, and yeah, man, like they just, it's just a part of life. They have, uh, when it's kind of mild flooding, they have these raised sidewalks they put up everywhere. Um, yeah, I saw some pictures of that. Yeah, like, and those were <laughs> out and, like, ready when we were there, you know, just in case. Yeah. But uh, we didn't really have to use them. Gotcha. Yeah, that's, I mean, I'm glad it didn't happen. Yeah, we I mean, there. they're pretty good at predicting it. It's on the, They have, yeah. like, a government website, and they will tell you when conditions are right for flooding. And the day we left was, like, you know, high tide and all this type of stuff where the conditions were very right. <laughs> um, but the, some of the, some of the sidewalks were beginning to flood, but we left before, you know, we saw anything really bad. Yeah. Dang. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So it really sounds cool. like you liked Venice. I did. And then we went yeah. to Florence and Florence is really cool. Um, but it's just, uh, it was kind of difficult just because it's an old city and public transportation was really hard. And again, this uh, is coming from Barcelona where I thought the public transportation was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> we went to Venice, which is a completely pedestrian city aside from like water taxis and things like that. Um, so we walked almost everywhere in Venice. And once we got to Florence, we stayed in the heart of like the old town. And they just was really hard to figure out how to take buses, things like that. So we didn't really. And it just made the trip, you know, kind of hard. Yeah. So um, did you not like see much when you were there? You just kind of like Oh no, we saw everything your... we that was on our list. Oh, because okay. everything we wanted to see was in the heart of the old town district, which is gotcha. where we were staying. Yeah. So we saw everything we wanted to see, but it was tiring. Yeah, because you walked so much. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and, and Florence, you know, that's where we took a train. One of our day trips, we went out to Pisa, saw the Leaning Tower oh, yeah, of Pisa. Yeah. Nice. And we went to this old, uh, I don't know why we decided, we were just trying to figure out, you know, kind of, and uh, I'm kind of losing my train of thought here guys so sorry but one of the things in Florence obviously is like I was saying before it's the heart of wine country in Italy and so one of the things we really really wanted to do was go wine tasting at a vineyard but due to the kind of complexity of figuring out public transportation like we just couldn't figure out how to get out of the city to go do something like that in a small place like we could have rented a car maybe but Jesus the driver like driving in Italy (laughs) seems daunting yeah, um, I can imagine. You know, like when we were in when we were in Barcelona, you know, we were talking to some friends and they're like they're like, Where are you going to next? And we're like, Italy and they're like, Oh geez, good luck. You know, like you know, Barcelona <laughs> is civilization and Italy is pure chaos. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. And and they weren't wrong, man. Like crossing the street in Italy is hard. You know, Damn. like drivers don't stop. You gotta like put yourself at risk to cross. Wow. Um, you know, and hope That's that they scary. see you and stop. Like we never had any problems, but dude, it it was kind of challenging in that way. And so, yeah. like figuring out how to get out of the city to get into wine country to go to a small vineyard or something to taste wine was just 
it became kind of this thing like, well, I don't think we can do it. So we decided to find some small town day trips that we could do. And that's when we settled on Pisa and this old medieval town called Luca. And uh, Pisa and Luca were kind of right by each other, um, about 30 minute train ride apart. And that ended up being like one of the dark horse, you know, days of the whole trip. Cause like we yeah. weren't going to go to Pisa. I was like, eh, Leaning Tower, overrated. First of all, it might be overrated, but it's way cooler than you might think. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I got there and I was like, oh, this is actually <laughs> pretty cool. Um, <laughs> and it's leaning way more than you think it is. Yeah. And, uh, and Pisa is just kind of a cool town in general. It's kind of small. I mean, it's big, but, you know, by small town Oregon standards. But, um, but it was kind of cool to see all that. And then we took the train to Luca, and Luca is this old kind of medieval city that the heart of the old city is surrounded by like the original city walls and it forms oh that's cool yeah it forms a walking path all the way around the city and of course now the the city has expanded beyond the walls but it's kind of cool that there is this inner area that is surrounded by this sweet raised path that you can walk around the whole city yeah that is super cool yeah you can see it on the map yeah dude it's that blue line if you're looking at it yeah okay dang that's really cool yeah so how was that a really long walk i think it could have taken maybe like if you're going quick maybe an hour 90 minutes maybe like we walked if you're looking at the map we walked from porta santa maria Uh uh-huh the gate in the north and we walked all the way to train station where did that go but anyway it's uh, oh, Luca Stazione, which is right by Luca Porta San Pietro, which is on the, the oh, okay. southernmost. And that took us like 30 minutes. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah. It looks pretty big on the map. But but when you get to the train station, Luca uh, Stazione, uh, you, you can get out and they have like a bike rental uh, thing right there. And for like five bucks, you can rent bikes and like ride around the whole wall, which is really cool. Oh, we nice. didn't do that. Yeah, we yeah. should have done it, but... <laughs> Um, and also, uh, one of my favorite parts of this ended up being this tower that, you know, I had read about, but I couldn't find it because I forgot about the name. But we ended up finding it. And on the map, it's called Torre. Uh, Delor? No, Torre no. Gionigi. Okay, yeah, and, I see it. And anyway, at the top of this tower, it's an old church tower. Um, it has like a garden on top and it's got oh, yeah. oak trees dude, growing out cool. of the top. Yeah, dude, it's so dope. Um, <laughs> and of course we're in off season. So if you like looking at the pictures online, there's like people just packed up there, but we were there and nobody was there. So we just got to enjoy but... this garden on top of this tower. It's a 700 year old tower <laughs> and we just got, you overlooked the whole city and it's amazing. Like it was just one of those things where I was like, man, only in Europe, you know? Yeah. This is so. This is interesting. Maybe you can tell me more about it. But I see. Um, yeah, I mean, you think about Italy, and you just think of like ancient Rome. But yeah. you forget that, like, that was a whole like battlefront in World War Two. Yeah. Did you, so the, I see like a little museum where there's like all of this World War Two like military stuff. Did yeah. you see a lot of that in Italy? No, but okay. Uh, but it's it was it's not like it's hidden away. Like everybody, like it's hard to explain, but so much of the history of the country was impacted by it. 
when yeah. we were in Florence, there's this old bridge that we stayed by, and it's uh, was made in the 1300s. It's called the Ponte Vecchio Bridge, um, and it's one of the most significant bridges in Italy just because it's so old. Um, and it survived World War II because Hitler, as a young man, walked across the bridge and was touched by it. And so when he's ordering the bombings of these bridges in Florence, he told his people to spare the, that bridge. Oh, jeez. <laughs> um, same thing happened with Pisa, where the Allies thought that the Germans were using Pisa as a uh, listening post. The leaning tower. They were using the whole complex, the cathedral, the tower, all that as a listening post. So they sent a squad of commandos in, and the sergeant uh, that was in charge found out, yes, they were using that as a listening. But he, uh, but he was so moved by the beauty of it that he went back and told the superiors, "No, nah, they're not using it." <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, yeah. And well, of course, uh, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say that's what's so like crazy and sad about, especially these world wars that are being fought in such historical places. Mm-hmm. It's just like, dude, a, a ma- like any of this stuff was fair game practically right. to be just demolished. Yeah. But I'm really glad all of it, well, not all of it, but a bunch of it survived. Well, and that's one of the things that Kurt kind of explained to me um, a couple years ago that made me appreciate some of the, pla- the other, other places in Europe that I hadn't really considered going. Like, I think... Um, Paris was one, Prague is another, but because they surrendered so early in World War II, their buildings were uh, spared. Um, so oh, okay. there's a lot more history in places like that than there is yeah. in, say, London, which is, you know, was decimated by uh, bombing raids <laughs> yeah, and right. things like that. Yeah. Um, but also, uh, another thing is like, um, Mount Vesuvius, uh, they actually have footage of the last eruption because it happened during World War II, and the Allies, oh, the Allies filmed it. So you can go on <laughs> YouTube and you can watch the last eruption of Mount Vesuvius. That's crazy. Yeah. So Did you cool. see Mount Vesuvius? Yeah, I went to Pompeii. Oh, whoa. Oh, dang. Yeah, dude. That's crazy. Yeah. Where is, where is Pompeii? Right, it's south of Naples which is south of Rome. Oh, so if you yeah, follow the coast okay. down, there's Naples. Gotcha. And then kind of on the yep. other side of that bay is Pompeii. So you guys went to Naples too or just kind of threw it? Yeah, we uh, yeah, kind of threw it. We did like a we did a bus tour from Rome because it's like the only – it was easier and it ended up being like way more cost effective than just going ourselves. Um, yeah. And, you know, it included admission into the park of Pompeii. It included a tour guide. Uh, transportation it included a meal and it was like we needed a, an easy day after a lot of hard travel and it was like <laughs> yeah. all right so it's kind of expensive but when we priced it out it was like comparable to just getting on a train and going ourselves you know yeah so i was like let's do this and we went and we had a lot of time and it's the off season so uh you know they have to kill more time uh than normal because if it's the summer you would hike up Mount Vesuvius that's like part of it but the weather doesn't really permit it uh, this time of year so uh, we did like a tour through Naples and got to see some history there and uh, stuff like that so that was that ended up being pretty cool nice yeah and when you say like the weather didn't permit it was it like rainy or something there or was it Um, still pretty hot it wasn't hot Um, typical nice fall day Uh, it ended up the weather was gorgeous when we were in Pompeii it was crystal clear blue skies. Couldn't have asked for better weather. But uh, they closed the mountain to hiking um, November 15th. 
<laughs> oh dang! So, and we I don't I don't remember the exact day that we went to Pompeii, but it was after that. So, gotcha. Yeah, dude. And then cool. of course, like like you were saying, just all this history. One of the things that occurred to me when we were in Rome that you never consider. Because I wanted to go to Rome for the same reason that, you know, you might think, ooh, ancient Roman Empire, right? Right. Um, what you don't consider is that the city of Rome is built – it's weird because it's like layers of history. So you have like the Etruscan history, which is like pre-Roman. Mm-hmm. Then built on top of that is Roman history. Then built on top of that is like – medieval roman history then renaissance roman history then modern italian history <laughs> so huh. it's kind so was of it hard yeah. basically kind of hard to find the roman history that you wanted to find or harder than you would think um of course the Colosseum is just there for you to see um was it uh less impressive than you thought no 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 no. it was about every it was everything i hoped it would be uh it's right on the road like yeah i've seen pictures of that which i thought was weird crazy in fact we got in on the in the biggest train station uh in in rome uh uh, termini station and we got on a bus uh to get to our apartment which was on the other side of the river um kind of uh, about a 30 minute walk south of vatican city and we get in the bus to go and we realize we kind of screwed up. We're like, oh, shoot, we didn't buy tickets. Um, and like their bus system is kind of like on the honor system. You have to buy tickets and you have to validate the ticket, but nobody checks it. But if you get stopped by like transit police and you don't have a validated ticket, the the um, fines can be really big. So I was kind of like panicking. I was like, oh, shoot. I was like, you know what? We just got to get off. We got to get off. And we were so consumed by this. We just get off at the next stop to go buy tickets. And we're like, all right, where can we go? And I turn around, I'm like, oh, shit. And we're just standing in front of the Coliseum, like literally 50 <laughs> feet from the Coliseum. <laughs> oh, <dude. laughs> like literally just got off a bus and I was like, oh, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're here. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was really cool. The Coliseum's cool. And it's a part of this kind of big complex. And if, again, if you have the map in front of you, you zoom in on the Coliseum. It's kind of part of this, what me and Bailey just called like the big three the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have the Roman Forum. They have Palatine Hill or Palatino on the map. And then they have the Colosseum. Yeah. And this is kind of like the heart of, like, this is kind of where Rome was founded. Palatine Hill was the first settlements of Rome by the Romans. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, and so some of those buildings are still there from, you know, 2000 years ago. Um, yeah. It's where eventually, like, you know, the Imperial Palace was and all this type of stuff. But it's a park that you can walk through and you can see all these old buildings, and that's really cool. And then the Forum still exists, and the Forum, of course, is was, like, the heart of Roman life. And every major city had a Forum. And it's basically a big town square where markets were set up, but also where politics was discussed, where they held, like, town hall meetings, essentially. Things yeah. like this, you know? Um and then the Colosseum was built kind of actually around the same time that the Mount Vesuvius erupted. It was like 70 AD, 79 AD, somewhere in there. Um, oh, really? That late? Yeah. Huh. I thought it was much earlier. No. That's interesting. Um, yeah. I can't quite remember the exact date. And 
Google Maps doesn't say. It's also super interesting that they're all that close. That like kind of proves how uh, important like the gladiatorial games or whatever were was for their society at the time. We did a guided tour of the Colosseum. And there's not much to see, if you can believe that. We could have done yeah. like we could have done like the under like the basement tour of the Coliseum, but it costs way too much money. And we're just like, you know what? Let's just check this out. So we yeah. we, we just did a above ground guided tour, <clears throat> but it included a ton of history. And like one of the things I didn't know, and you might appreciate this, and I think people listening might appreciate this because we have this image. We've all seen Gladiator. Maybe yep. we've played the game Gladius, um, <laughs> but like. There are gladiators duking it out, and they're all wearing different types of armor, right? Mm-hmm. Like, one of them might have, like, a sleeve of armor up one arm, and then they got a helmet that's shaped a certain way, and they carry a certain type of shield and use a certain type of sword or a certain type of spear or something like that. Yeah. So those were actually modeled after, like, infantry units of countries that Rome had conquered. So, Oh, really? So you might have a gladiator decked out in traditional, like, Roman garb, and he would battle a, a gladiator or a warrior decked out in the traditional garb of a Gaul warrior or a Thracian yeah. warrior or an Egyptian cool. warrior. Like, so would the Romans kind of like root for the one who was dressed as a Roman? Well, here's or... the thing. So if you were a real gladiator, the fights were staged. They weren't real. Oh, really? Okay. It was like WWE. <laughs> it was all pomp and circumstance and propaganda in a way. And they'd be like, see, here's all these warriors that we conquered, and they just put on these big staged fights. That doesn't mean but that they, people didn't die. They, yeah, I was um, going to say, but they still killed the... It was like staged, but people still died. Yes and no. Gladiators okay. were expensive to train and expensive to house, and so those fights were staged and often with a, with a, a pre-noted uh, winner and loser. Just uh-huh. like WWE. However, if you were a prisoner, they would be like, if you want to be free, you can try and earn your freedom by fighting in the Coliseum, and they would fight against a real gladiator. One of these gladiators who, if they were fighting another, would be staged. And they'd fight this gladiator, and the gladiator necessarily wouldn't necessarily kill them right away, but if they defeated them, they would have them on their knees or whatever, and they would look to the audience, and they would and, and they would seek what the audience wanted to do and if the if they would cheer and give a thumbs up it meant like that prisoner had fought valiantly he deserves a chance to live and the gladiator could spare his life and that guy could earn his freedom or maybe even earn a spot in like a a gladiator group and like become a gladiator himself yeah but if the crowd didn't like him if he fought dishonorably or if he just was weak or something like that they would boo and do a thumbs down and the gladiator would kill them damn so, but so would the actual gladiators kill each other? I'm Was not. I'm not sure. Rules, he, or? He, he made it sound like the the glad like gladiator versus gladiator was more staged. So I don't. I don't really know. I guess. Gotcha. That's often, super interesting, though. Right. I had no idea. And often they would do fights without trained gladiators. They would be yeah. just like slaves fighting, and they would have like animals come in and stuff like that. And yeah. if you were from Africa, they would be like, oh. You're from Africa. Naturally, you know how to kill lions. So they'd make you oh fight lions. Oh, my God. <laughs> or they'd be like, oh, you're from Germany? Okay, naturally, you must know how to fight bears. And they'd make you fight a bear. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's crazy. Huh. Yeah. Well, it's also crazy 
uh, maybe this is not true, but I've heard that they used to also do like ship battles and stuff in there. They did, yeah. So obviously, okay. that's like you know that's one of the big things that they talk a lot about is how they could um, flood the Colosseum and hold naval games. But after a certain yeah. point, and I'm not sure why exactly they did this, but if you look at pictures of the Colosseum, you can see like all of these weird supports in the middle yeah. of the Colosseum. So eventually they built this basement complex where they could house prisoners and gladiators and ha- and house like animals and stuff. And that was kind of like what what they would consider like Broadway's backstage. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and um, eventually they built the supports. They put wood flooring over it and then they filled it with sand uh, over the top and they filled it in. So they didn't do naval battles after a certain point. Whenever they oh, built those supports is when they stopped doing naval battles. Okay. Huh. So that used to just be kind of empty and they'd fill that part with water? Yeah, they could like block it oh. up and it could and they could do mock navy reenactments. That's so wild, dude. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been really cool to see. Wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, kind of crazy. Yeah, man. The things that they were crazy. capable of doing back then. Like their engineering well, is just it's just yeah. incredible. And isn't it wild that I mean nowadays like we just come at all of this from such a privileged perspective because like you can walk through all these places yeah just freely i mean you might have to pay a little bit of money but yeah and i think it was like like hundreds or thousands of years like no one but the like king or emperor or whatever could see some of these things yeah it's wild actually well actually the Colosseum was like one of the most important like public buildings in the empire yeah and in fact if you were if you were too poor you actually didn't even have to pay to see a fight oh (laughs) yeah because it was that important to like their propaganda machine huh did they but yeah the palatine and stuff like that like that was you know the imperial palace and things like that right that's how it was like when we were in france we went to versailles same type of thing exactly like that would be ultra privileged to see that you know yeah but what were you huh. just about to say though um oh did the civilians at the time know that a lot of the battles in the coliseum were staged um i think so like i oh, think okay. everybody it was just like a good time you know gotcha but sometimes they would do like a real fight and those would be like those would be played up for months before and you would go to okay. the coliseum and you would see on the board and it would be like you know, it basically like Mayweather versus, you know, whatever, like, <laughs> yeah. and, and people, and it would amp up the, the tension for that fight. And that might be like a real fight, but right. You know, I don't know if they would still die or what, I'm not quite sure, but, um, that's crazy. Huh. Yeah. So was the Coliseum your favorite thing in Rome then, or, um, I don't know. It was one of them. It, yeah. it, it was really cool to see. One thing that's really interesting about the Coliseum that you don't consider is like, we're like, oh, okay, it was built in 79 AD by the Roman Empire for gladiatorial games, what you don't consider is what the hell that building was used for the next 1900 years. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, like, in my mind, I have to admit that I was like, and then they abandoned it and didn't use it until it became a museum. <laughs> yeah. But in the Middle Ages, uh, Christians used it as like a marketplace. Oh, really? People would go into the hallways and... Um, in in between all the gates and stuff and they would put up stands and they would drive like metal spikes into the wall and hang their wares for people to come and see and 
It was like <laughs> a marketplace. Yeah, that is interesting. I'm sure it was used for other stuff too, but I'm not sure. Oh, yeah. So when did it stop being used for gladiator stuff? Do they Definitely know? probably after the fall of the Roman Empire. So it went all the way up until then, which is like, what, the 400s? 400s. Could have been before. Maybe like after Christians took over the empire. Okay. Maybe after, or rather, the empire became Christian. Yeah. Uh, I would, so I would guess, yeah, somewhere in the 300s to 400s. Interesting. That's, wow. But who, yeah. Like, who knows, though? It could have been, gone on a little longer. I'm sure, like, the empire yeah. didn't just collapse overnight, you know, so. No. Yeah. Well, and what's interesting, too, because, like, from an outside perspective, people who don't really know all the history is, like, you just kind of lump all this stuff together. Yeah. Like, people think, I mean, the most famous Roman is definitely Caesar, but the Colosseum was built, like, 150 years after Caesar or something. Like, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it is, man. And and it's that's what's interesting about it, too. You know, and... Uh, the Empire of Rome spanned such a long time, we kind of just tend to forget that, you know? It was like a yeah. 1200... Well, I guess I don't know quite when the Empire, quote-unquote, was founded, but the Kingdom of Rome came about in, like, 800 BC or something like that. Dang. Yeah. And... Well, it was, like, pretty weak at first. It wasn't anything notable. Right. Um. <laughs> yeah, and which is just crazy that it came to be what it did but what's yeah. what's interesting is like you can go to well i guess i don't know if they're still there but like one of the squares where we met for a tour is like where the remains of nero emperor nero was oh yeah like <laughs> you know we went yeah. to we went to a church that houses houses the remains of the master painter Raphael. you know like there's just so much oh yeah also we saw the vatican i, I saw the pope Oh, yeah, I saw, like, a tweet or something that you did. Yeah, I uh, captured a video of a child playing on stage while the Pope was giving his blessing. <laughs> like, it was all over the news that day, and I just happened to be there. Like, That's funny, dude. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, the so I have a qu- yeah. I was going to say, I have a question, because I only know this because I watched John Oliver, but yeah. um, there was a lot of controversy with an election that happened or I don't know if it might still be happening where they thought like or John Oliver was basically saying like there's a chance that like a really extremely right wing guy will get reelected as the president of Rome did you the president hear, of Rome or, or sorry of Italy um, did you hear or see anything related no. to, to that no Okay. No, I the only wondered. real politics that we were exposed to was in Barcelona, uh, because, as you might know, Catalonia vied for independence a few years ago, and they, yeah. their independence was quashed by the Spanish military. Oh, um, I didn't by know force. that piece. They took the president wow. of Catalonia prisoner. He's still in prison. <laughs> um, and while we were there... In Barcelona, we were walking through this square one night. We just decided to go explore town. And we were walking through the square, and there's a lot of people there. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. I wonder what's going on. And there was a pretty big police presence. And I heard this loud explosion. And I was like, oh, shit. But, like, nobody seemed disturbed by it. And me and Bailey were like, uh, let's just get the hell out of here. So we just left really quickly. And then the next morning on the news, I was looking at the news, and it said, um, 
protest uh, was quashed by military or a police action at the same square where we were that night. So that was like a big protest that we were like walking through. Oh, okay. And I didn't quite realize it because it was pretty tame at that point. I guess it didn't get going until way later at night. Yeah. Spanish wow. life, a lot of Spanish life kind of happens after like 9 p.m. For like, you know, dinner doesn't like you're a tourist if you eat before 9 p.m. <laughs> like, <laughs> and then people hang out and drink and, and spend time until like midnight, you know? Yeah. I, so one of my college friends, Danny, his girlfriend went to, now his wife went to Spain um, in college as an exchange student. And she said like, yeah, the kids her age, like early twenties would be going out starting at like 2 AM. Yeah. You know, like, well, it's just a more <laughs> chill culture. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like business, a lot of businesses don't even open until like 10 or 11 AM. Yeah. And then they take a lot of time, like, you know, CS, the culture is kind of dying out, but a lot of times shops, smaller shops close at like maybe 3 PM and they open up a couple hours later and close at 8 PM. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just, it's just a different way of life, but totally, but we were going through there kind of early, maybe eight. And, uh, yeah, apparently there was just a big protest and like, I don't know, a hundred people were arrested or something like that. <laughs> wow. Huh. Yeah. That's wild. But that was the only politics we were really exposed to. In Italy, it didn't really come up at all. And you felt safe, like, pretty yeah, much? Yeah, I felt safe pretty much the whole time. That's good. Yeah, I've heard Rome can be kind of rough. Yeah, but... we heard a lot of negative things about the train station, uh, Termini Station. Um, and, you know, we were prepared for pickpockets and all this stuff the whole time. And, and you know, people were very express in saying, like, that, there's not like a violent crime at the train station. It's just pickpockets and things getting stolen and things like that. So we were, we were hyper vigilant, which probably helped. But yeah. after a certain point, I just kind of, I was just nothing felt that sketchy, you know, and we yeah. walked across the city a couple of times. Um, public transportation is pretty difficult in Rome. They have two subway lines that didn't go anywhere we needed to go. Um, <laughs> and uh, the bus system ended up being pretty valuable, but also like didn't run as scheduled. Like one of our tour guides joked, he's like, Roman buses have have 15 minutes or 15 days. (laughs) (laughs) Like one time we waited an hour for a bus. It was supposed to run every 15 minutes. I don't know what the fuck happened there. Um, Dang. How about, um, we walked all the way from like the Pantheon to our, our house, which was like 30 minutes away. We stayed in uh, the part of Rome called Trastevere, which is like the old, Jewish quarter again we've stayed in the Jewish quarter a lot apparently um, <laughs> and uh, you know Trastevere kind of felt sketchy like our first night there because it's like all kind of dim not dim it's pretty well lit but like dimly lit quote unquote uh, alleyways and cobblestones and these t- winding streets and all this stuff and if like you're not familiar with it it felt kind of intimidating but like the next time we walked through there after the Pantheon I was like oh I get this now. It's a very, very, very lively neighborhood. Gotcha. Um, So, I don't know. Nice. How about, like, the language barrier, you feel? Uh, Easy mode. Easy mode. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Easier than Japan? Oh, God, yeah. Okay. Dude, I didn't know any Italian. Like, Spain was kind of fun because, like, we spoke enough Spanish. Like, Catalan is different from Spanish. 
It's kind of uh-huh. like blended with French in a weird way. So instead of like, oh, gracias, you like a lot of people are like, merci, you know, like they say. Oh, really? Yeah. So, uh, and there's a lot of differences, subtle differences that, but they speak Spanish and Catalan in Barcelona. So we got along pretty well there. Bailey's really good at Spanish and I got a decent vocabulary. Yeah. And uh, so that was actually kind of fun. Then Italy, I was really worried, but like it never, ever, ever was an impediment. Not once. In fact, there were times where I would ask somebody if I had something really complex and I knew I couldn't convey it in Italian. Like, I would just ask them, like, you know, do you speak English? Parle inglese. And uh, and they'd be like, ooh, a little bit. And then I would have <laughs> really complex conversations with them. And, <laughs> nice. like, one time, one time, you know, I even asked <laughs> – Probably 50% of the time, I'd be like, do you speak English? And they'd be like, perfectly, no dialect, American accent. Like, yes. What can I do for you? <laughs> like, it was just crazy, man. It was, and I, when I say easy mode, it's just like, I'm, I'm not exaggerating. It was not difficult at all. Neither nice. Bailey or I knew hardly any Italian. Um, cool. Which well, was a little disappointing, but also made oh. it way easy because we were <laughs> yeah. really tired by the time we got to Rome, you know. So. I bet, yeah. Dang. All right. Well, that was the first time you were in Europe, right? Yeah. You, you itching to go back? Go somewhere else? Yeah. 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 I want to spend more time in, in Spain, but I also, for some like talking to lots of people about Poland, I really want to go to Poland now. Um it huh. just seems really awesome. I also really want to go to Prague, which has like been in the top of my list for a long time. But I think the next time we go, we might just go to the UK. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, UK is fun. I also really want to go to some of the Nordic countries. Oh, me too. If we go to Europe next time, we're probably going to like Norway, Sweden, Denmark, probably Germany. Yeah, Nieder- I really want to go, really go to whatever. Germany too. I also really want to go to Switzerland. <laughs> <laughs> I know, yeah. God, I also it's like really everywhere. want to go to Istanbul. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. Dude, okay, yeah, for people listening, go look at Europe on a map. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, it's crazy. Like, I generally feel like I know European geography pretty well, but I think past Germany, I am yeah. not good at all. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm sitting here looking. I'm like, oh, that's where Serbia is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, wow, Once that's you get really into... close to Greece. Like, yeah. Once you get into Eastern Europe, it becomes a lot harder for us, like, Western-minded folks. Yeah, it does, for sure. But, um, cool, like, dude. I, well, I, I have a cousin you. that lives in Kosovo, Kosovo, for God's sake, and it's like, I can barely ever remember where that is. Yeah, like, what country? Yeah, like, I was I, when I was explaining to Yana <laughs> oh, before Kosovo I remember. Kosovo is a country. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah. No, no, no. See, I right mean, there. And when I was yeah, trying to exactly. explain it to Yana without looking on the map, I was like, I, I couldn't remember what country it was. This is how, like, stupid American I am. And I was like, it's, I, it's like, east of Greece. And she's like, Turkey. I'm like, no. And she's like, definitely Turkey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. And then I she know. just started listing all of the countries that touch Greece. And she's like, these are all the countries that border Greece, right? And I'm like, uh. <laughs> yeah, right, dude. I know. I'm like, yeah, it's kind of like one of those countries. It's close to Russia, maybe. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, <laughs> but Russia, like, literally borders, like, all of Europe and Asia, practically. Right, I know. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, man, I'll uh, I'll have to post some pictures on the Twitter so people can see some of the stuff. I uh, You should, yeah. 
it was fun. I posted a lot of pictures of like museums and stuff that I went to. Like some of those, like sharing pictures of maps was fun and things like that. Yeah. I can post yeah. some other stuff. It, I mean, if anybody really wants, I have a bunch of pictures on my Instagram, which is just, you know, you can Instagram.com slash red is awesome. You can take a look at all that sort of stuff. Um, but otherwise, I'll, I'll tri- maybe I'll throw some up on the Game Devs Quest Twitter. You should. Or and in the Discord. Oh, yeah. Like, that's a good idea, too. kind of, like, didn't go on the Discord at all while I was gone. I didn't no, do dude, much I... social media while I was gone. Yeah. I didn't expect you to. And, and I was like, I almost texted you, texted you a couple more times than I did, but I was just like, meh. I'd rather just, like, have a fun trip. Thanks, bro. <laughs> than deal with me. <laughs> <laughs> but, Yeah. We missed you. Had some good episodes uh, yeah. lined up. I don't know if you listened to them, but I haven't listened to uh, the the last one. Ghost goats game. Ghost ghost goats game. G G G D Q T. Yeah. Cutie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it was yeah. fun time. We had yeah, some man. good combos. Uh, it definitely was. I I uh, super happy that uh, the episodes went well, and I I really want to thank you guys. Uh, you know. Uh, Josh, Maddie, Manbeard Games, um, and of course y- you, Ghost Goats Games, uh, <laughs> for stepping in and and helping my bro Taylor out and holding down the podcast in such an excellent way. So, yeah, it was a good time. I was like kind of scared to do it on my own, but it worked out. Um, yeah, it was kind of weird, but had some good times. Yeah, so. no, they were really good episodes, man. I'm I'm really happy they worked out and and. Uh, really happy that uh you know you you reached out to those guys so awesome yeah it was kind of funny like because i i was kind of had my hand on the or my finger on the pulse a little bit like before we were leaving like i was trying to think of ways to help you like figure out how to do this without me and i was gonna like we talked about recording some episodes ahead of time and all this sort of stuff and then i got sick and work got super crazy busy and stupid and then i had to get ready for the trip last minute and it just all fell through the cracks and um, and you just like stepped up and handled it all. So yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, I, I was really really happy with all <laughs> how it all turned out. So me too. Yeah, and like OMG Jam was uh was pretty fun. We didn't have quite the turnout we have, but we had some really good games. And well, I ended you know, up... we did it super last minute. So I know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but everything was was good. So uh craziness yeah uh, <laughs> awesome well anything I, else you want to touch base on or we're about an hour i've got like so many other stories i could talk about traveling but i um, bet dude yeah and i i don't know i had some crazy work stuff go on captured some cats and got them fixed and nice all kinds of stuff but we don't have to get into it today well this will be the the return of ret episode return of the ret yeah. <laughs> well, I love the name Replacement Rets. Yeah, I thought that was really clever. <laughs> I, I, I wanted, well, that was, I think Maddie Kins actually said it in the episode, but it, it was, I kind of felt like uh, Rick and Morty. Like, yeah. I'm the Rick, and these are my Mortys. <laughs> <laughs> but it's Rets, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's good. So, anyways. Cool. Uh, I do want to say if you guys are interested in board games, there's a humble yeah. bundle right now that looks pretty sweet. I might pick it up because it has like Agricola small and Small World. Yeah. If you hey, haven't played Small World, that game is so fun, guys. Go check it out. Yeah, it's super cool. But the uh, there's a board games bundle on Humble Bundle. You guys should check out. 
Otherwise, it has, it has small world, bitch. I know, yeah. Okay, good. I thought you were like, yeah. but there is this bundle. And I'm like, I know. I just mentioned oh, the game that's in it. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, they have like Pathfinder. They have Pandemic, Agricola, Small World, a bunch yeah. of other ones I haven't oh, heard Pandemic of. Oh, Pandemic is on. really good, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Pandemic's great. It's a good co-op game. Yeah. Um, so check it out. It's only eight bucks for all of them. Yeah. So. Some of those are for Android. So that's kind of yeah. cool. I know. That's That makes it even more tempting. Yeah. Oh, by the way, we... uh. I haven't set it up yet, but we got Pixel 3s, so oh. pretty pretty stoked yeah. for that. Good for yeah. you. Yeah, we dropped a lot of money on them, but... Yeah, it's worth it, though. <laughs> yeah. I use my phone a lot, so... Yep. Oh, I broke mine in Barcelona. That sucks. Oh, damn. You have Pixel 2? Yeah. still yeah. works, but yeah, broke it when I went to this church. Like, I put it in the, like, medical... Uh, medical. Medical... Oh, Jesus. Metal detector... And when it came out, it was broken. And I have no idea what happened. Pissed me off. Oh, like the screen is cracked? Yeah. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. And they're but like, it's... we don't care. <laughs> well, I was going to like make a big deal about it, but I was like with Yana and Bailey and we we're getting ready to see this thing. And I was like, well, I don't, I don't even speak the language very well. And um, so I just swallowed my pride and went on with my day. But it hasn't impacted the functionality at all. Except like once, I think like the light sensor w- was like kind of getting screwed up like when you make a call and put it to your face oh, like yeah. I, when I took it away from my face I couldn't get the screen to light up again to like turn off like to hang up the call that was oh. <laughs> so I had to Dang. listen to the inside of my mom's pocket for like 10 minutes while I'm like mom hang up the phone <laughs> <laughs> nice but yeah, um, yeah. That yeah that should do it go check out those board games bundles they're actually uh, some pretty cool ones the um Stardock, uh, is it Stardock? Uh, yeah, Best of Stardock bundle has some really cool stuff. I think I'm going to get it just to get that. Uh, I really want to get uh, Multiplicity, hmm. um, which allows I don't know you. What that is. Huh? I don't know what that is. Uh, it basically lets you, it, you know, it's like remote your computer, but instead of. It's just, yeah, it's like a remote software thing. You can switch tasks between multiple computers up to five devices. Oh, what? So, like, a lot of people use it. I was, like, reading reviews of it, and, like, a lot of people, like, okay, like, g- game program or uh, game uh, developers, like, they can um, be programming on one screen and have, like, their animation stuff on the other computer. So, it's, like, running on a more intensive machine than say on like their laptop or something you know oh okay yeah. yeah so you can it's like combining two computers into one kind of that you can yeah. like put different tasks on each one yeah exactly so it's it's, it's basically like remote software but it looks yeah. really well done nice um and oh, the reviews yeah, dude, are there's, pretty high on it there's fences in this one so we know it's a rat pack yeah i love <laughs> fences dude it's so good yeah <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, Groupie cool. looks interesting, too. Another way to, like, m- bundle all that stuff up. All this other stuff looks pretty stupid. Like, the icon packager, I don't really care. Start 8, start 10, don't really care about. But but honestly, for uh, multiplicity, it lo- that looks like it might sell sell me that bundle. We'll see, though. Got some time yeah. to think about it. Yep. But anyway, well, go check all that stuff out, guys. Yeah. Yeah, uh, make sure to join the Discord, bit.ly forward slash GDQ Discord. Hit us up on Twitter, at GameDevsQuest. Email us, gdq at airpodcast.com. And we'll uh, 
I guess Catch see you next week. That next time. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yep. Cute that music. Oh, yeah, buddy.